Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. That's why only video y'all see of me with Cole is the one Artesia took. Mm-hmm. I didn't take Artesia. And that was one in passing because yeah. you were adamant about not doing because I fucked with Bobby you Brown. Because I fucked with Bobby Brown though, and I was like, if Bobby Brown is mad because Carl Anthony Payne ain't showed up and doing his motherfucking job, I ride with Bobby Brown mm-hmm. every little step. What's good, man? We ain't doing no intro. <laughs> like, this is like the second hour. This is I'm the ine- B-side. Oh, this is B-side. definitely the B-side. This is oh, a... I'm inebriated. <laughs> if you oh couldn't tell from the last... <laughs> if you oh couldn't God. tell from the last episode, I'm rambling. So this is going to be episode 71. It's not going to be a bonus episode. 71? 171. 171. 171. 171. I don't know if it's the light. Your eyes looking kind of low, too, while you over there talking about shit. My eyes are low, but I still know what episode we are. But I think it's 171. We're going to... It's going to be a bonus. It's real spill. Me and Artesia, we're going to talk about what we feel about Joe, how we feel about Joe. The only difference with this real spill is Joe is sitting right here. Yeah. Right in front of our faces. Yeah. I'm all about instant feedback, right? But you know what? He the, is, because uh, he gives us instant, instant feedback, feedback yeah. as he's listening to these podcasts. But that's, but that's one thing I've always said, and Artesia knows this, because I always be like, you know what? It's so great when white people follow you or reach out to you. And not great. And fuck all y'all black people who like this nigga riding white folks dicks, because I'm not. It's just saying white people are thorough. Like a broomstick. But they're thorough, though, bro. <laughs> they are thorough. I took his joke. Yeah, they, but they are thorough. You know what no I'm question. saying? Like when they Joe, really when really, when Joe started hearing about the podcast, like he listened to so many episodes. Yeah. And even the first day, like I got an email notification, he signed up for the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I was like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" <laughs> and he was just so uh, he was so instant. So with this episode, we're gonna do a real spill. Me and Artesia are gonna talk about some things that we've been through. Um, Joe, Frank, feel free to chime in. Um, feel free to give us any perspective. We got what what kind of liquors that you got in here? Just that cracking boy. That's and the funny thing about it is, being in this rum. motherfucking studio, it feels like it's seven o'clock. <laughs> this true. is mid fucking day. Oh, yeah, you, <laughs> Saturday. You, you really gone? Yeah, I got. I need to eat. I'm going rock climbing after this, so you, that should be good. You oh, are? Right. Are you yeah, doing? So. Are you doing the indoor rock climbing? Yeah, Dino Rock uh, in Arlington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's I want to do that. I've been wanting to do that. I so, love doing. I do it all Dino the time, rock. but I get the Groupons and then I take my That's daughter. That's where I saw it on the Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe, when you start doing the next time you do rock climbing, let us I'll, know. Absolutely. Because yes. we and that's the thing too, man. Like, love it. With us doing real spill, I'll tell people because me and Artiz have been going. We've went through a lot with the business, mm-hmm. and. The hard thing about it is I told her the other day, the other week, I was like, I befriend. I feel like I befriend people easily as rough as I am. Way easier than I expected you to. Exactly. But I and, and I was talking to you and I was like, why do I do this? And I don't know if I mean, I had a I had a great childhood as crazy as it was. I had a great childhood. But it's like I always befriend people. And it's like it hasn't benefited me. And 
I know recently, and I'll have to go ahead in and say this. In some cases. In some cases. Yeah. I feel like the listeners need to hear this part. You can pick up your phone and whatever you want to do, you know, just let you know. Okay, that was a hint. It definitely was. <laughs> to let people know, the funny thing about it is I've been getting a lot of hits from people, and they're like, hey, when is the next Martin Trivia Live? I have to go oh, ahead God. and say this. I, but I have to say, because people are so, there's no, there's not going to be any more. The reality is. Presents. Presents Martin Trivia Live. Will Martin Trivia Live still be happening? I'm sure it will. Yes. Um, I wish them the best. Um, those are some of them are great guys. I think you know what? All of them yes. are great guys. All of them. I think some just need to learn that everything is not gonna go your way. Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. Don't get caught up in your ego. Don't get caught up in your ego. Ego. And for those who are listening, we talked about it with me and Jason, um, Gray. We talked about how far we could go as a podcast. And an event planning service, if there's no Bobby Browns in the group, mm-hmm. yep, there was a Bobby Brown in the group. Ooh. Just one. And I'll just leave it at that because I'm still talking and conversing and cool with everybody else except Bobby Brown. Except Bobby Brown. Mama. That's his prerogative. That's his prerogative. <laughs> that was great, bro. I, love I appreciate that. that. That was really great. He's a great guy. Um, I've reached out to him since he personally had an issue, never responded. And I feel like if you are a man or if you're going to address things as a man, you wanted me to call you or contact I contacted you personally. I contacted you through the podcast. No disrespect. Didn't say bitch, hoe, nigga, nothing. Never responded. And it's so crazy because I feel like I have a spirit of discernment to where I had that podcast and I said, it's going to be me or you. And he said, it ain't going to be me, but it was you. Mm. So, I just have to say this. Martin Trivia Live, I wish it the best. I hope it goes as far as it can go. But don't ever forget, that shit started popping on the live event scene because of Dallas. Not the reality is because we could have did that event and nobody could have showed up and it would have been shit. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Chicago, for coming out to support your own. And I wish you brothers the best. Shout out, Richard. (laughs) <laughs> hope your ankle get better man that's the second brother Richard Gray man hope your ankle get better he hurt his ankle the other day shout out Stephen Cofield the actor from New York the actor mm-hmm. yeah shout out Jason Alexander the homie the photographer from and New York can't forget James can't forget Big Al <laughs> <laughs> can't forget James Gaddy and you know and, you know, King, and King Naj we and, met and, King, and, Naj King Naj through okay. you know we did meet King Naj through them that's he is a Mind Over Matter podcast he has another event coming up yeah he has another event coming up March night me and Artesia will be going to support the homie because he is a part of Robert's Media Group and to the person to Bobby Brown brother I love you if you ever want to pick up the phone you can pick up the phone I'm a Let's red talk, talk about it we could talk you know what I'm saying? And if Martin Trivia Live ever want to get popping again, then we're here to help. Mm-hmm. But I think as a business and as black people, we have to learn to have, we got to learn to be able to disagree, agree to disagree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, I, you know, Bobby Brown, if you feel like I did something wrong, I did it wrong. But talk to me. Yes. And I'm willing to say, you know what? I, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm will, I, You know I'm willing to say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you want to work together again, maybe we could do something. But I think as black people, we got to learn to agree to disagree. We got to learn to like and dislike. I love that's another thing about, you know, with Joe being here with white people. They can agree to disagree. But if it's a bag at the end of that rainbow, Mm -hmm. they get get the bag, get the bag. Yeah. And they're going to be okay with everything else. We'll figure that shit out. You don't have to like the person for it to be business. To get money. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, I I lost my best friend over a similar situation. 
I called him out and I said, hey, I think you are not supporting your wife. Like, she was working. He was just running around doing whatever he wanted. I was yeah. like, I think you need to man up, yeah. get a job, move on with life. You're living in this fantasy world. Yeah. He was like, well, I'm going to cut you out. And I went, fine, then you're not my friend. He was best Why man. do we cut out he was the, the people? Best that, he was the best man at my wedding. Why do we cut uh, out the people who are honest with us? If a motherfucker come to me and say, hey, you're gaining yeah, a little a weight. Personal, that's you're a gaining, personal issue. Yeah, that's a personal really insecurity. Yeah. Because if you come to me and say, hey, it's how you say things, too. And I can be man enough to say that I can be brute. I can mm-hmm. be rough. Very brutal. But it's okay to say, hey, motherfucker, I get what you said. I understand. Don't address me like that. Mm-hmm. But if you know me, my life is the podcast. And the, the reality person, is, is the podcast. Yeah. I talk about, nigga, if I talk about my mama, my brother, and everybody else, you are not excluded. Exactly. Exactly. You are and the nothing. other person has to also be willing to they recognize to what has they has did wrong. They do have to. And what created that reaction. <sighs> right. and, I and I, I, and I won't yeah. even put out there why we're not doing you know going forward with yeah, Martin no, Trippie. That's not and the reason necessary. being is because I do still respect this person <laughs> I would be straight up lying if I was like I don't miss the guy yeah, or I don't miss the brothers because I miss the brotherhood mm-hmm. but I ain't kissing no ass and I ain't backing off what I said because if I feel it's like me and her when we was in a relationship we would talk and she would feel like you know what I feel like I tried mm-hmm. or I felt like I did this and I'm like you did it you felt like that for yourself exactly I mean. but I didn't feel that right mm-hmm. You may not feel like you disrespecting anybody, bro, but if I felt disrespected and you think we yeah. were close, then we need to address that. Need to address mm-hmm. If I start no being question. cool with Joe and I say a white joke and Joe say, I ain't feeling that shit, I may think it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if Joe, he would be the first white person to ever say, I don't like something you said. Mm-hmm. But I would try to hear him out and say, how did I offend you, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if I feel like that's just weak, mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably be like, you know what? I'm not gonna say that again to him. And people him. Don't because understand. I respect who this right, exactly, person is. Exactly. And I want this person still in my life. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. respect. It's, I, that's simply what it is, if, bro. If, if I if I respect you as an individual, number one, I respect you. That means everything that you say, whether I feel a certain type of way about it or not, if I respect you, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and I'm like gonna I appreciate mm-hmm. it. And bro, it and I'll say times, this and I'll be thanks done. For I back, we back this guy. Yeah. Like when we was in Chicago, like Cole was late. Car Anthony Brown was late. Mm-hmm. And I I have worked with this dude before. And I was like, I told a little homie, I told Bobby Brown, I said, hey, maybe what I named the podcast. I just don't want to say his name. Because he's a good guy. He was just in his feelings. You're doing a good job. He's a good guy. He was just in his feelings. But I said, Bobby Brown, I said, you know, Bobby, I said, this nigga may be late. You know, Car Anthony Payne has been known to be late. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like, man, because he was hours late. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, fuck that. Fuck Cole, man. If he don't come, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? He's like, this bullshit. But he's like, you know, we're going to still keep it popping. Because he was my nigga. I was like, fuck Cole. Mm-hmm. That's why only video y'all see of me with Cole is the one Artesia took. Mm-hmm. I didn't take Artesia. And that was one in passing because yeah. you were adamant about yeah, not doing Because do I fucked with Bobby Brown. Take the yeah. Because I fucked with Bobby Brown, though. And I was like, if Bobby Brown is mad because Carl Anthony Payne ain't showed up and yeah. doing his motherfucking job, I ride with Bobby Brown. Every yeah. little step. You got to have your ride or dies. You gotta but have when people, Bobby yeah. Brown started to ride Carl Anthony Payne's dick, in my <laughs> opinion, after saying all of that, he still hung out with him and jumped in the picture. And, and again, started, you'll go. To, you'll they'll revert to the phrase "always oh, business." Well, it's business on both parts. Exactly. And it and doesn't fuck, mean yeah, that and, we not cool. It doesn't yeah. mean that I don't respect the work right. that you yeah. put in. It's business. It's and business. You can't react yeah. emotionally. Exactly. I fuck. I didn't get a. I didn't get a picture with an actor in my favorite childhood TV show mm-hmm. because you were mad because he was late. Mm-hmm. I roll with you, my nigga. 
So if you if I feel like you disrespected me and I tell you that or I voice that and if you're mad because I discuss it on the podcast, but you champion me when I do it to other people and other businesses, you've done it yourself and you've done it yourself on other on other on your own on your own podcast. You're a hypocrite. But if you still want to talk to me, my nigga, Bobby Brown, I love Bobby okay, Brown. Okay, and we're going to get out this subject. Are we all you roping me in. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we went Because I fucks with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so we went back home this past weekend. And, you know, my grandfather passed, and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. And it, I was nervous. When we got, well, like, four something in the morning. You was my, like, we not going the day like, before because yeah. the weather was the weather like, was bad. oh, I was it's making pouring down still, rain. Yeah, I knew you were. Down. I knew you were. You was like, that's understandable. and then you tried to get me on the, on the bandwagon because you was like, if it's raining, do you want to stay? Do you still Because go? I knew if you and got on the like, bandwagon, I knew my mama would be on the bandwagon. No, no, but you needed to go because, yeah, yeah, you needed that closure. So my grandfather passed away and to, to, to bring this full circle and really show people how rough January was, I lost my mentor of like, 20 years. The, our DJ for the Reality is Podcast for passed away. For the last away. four years. For the, yeah. He passed away suddenly. Then my grandpa passed away. This is another, I have to say this and then I'll get back on track. Mm-hmm. You this, gotta backtrack though because yeah. when we were in Chicago yeah, so I feel like, this is another ICU. thing. And this is another thing. I roll with Bobby Brown so hard. Oh God. That Every when, when but, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when I got that call that my grandfather was in the ICU, I felt like I was a part of something bigger at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you now, were like, we're going to go back once we get home. I was like, once we get home, we'll go back. Because you know we me, gonna, I was like, we we going we need to right go. now. And I was yeah. like, no, I need to honor these guys. We mm-hmm. said we were going to yeah. be here, we're going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when, when I felt like I was disrespected, all of that played in the role. Mm-hmm. So where he may have only known or thought something small, mm-hmm. no, my nigga, I supported you through thick and thin and big times in a four-month process. That's what I was going to say, after having only known you for four for months. For four months. Yeah. So, so I hope he listens thing. to this. Part of our audio visualizer will probably be a part of this. But I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And I fucked with you. Don't ever think that you can do anything on your own. Because as much as and as brody as I am, and I've said a lot of things, I still didn't get here to, by myself. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The 150,000 listens we have didn't get here because me? Mm-hmm. It started out with three people. Those three people. Totally whatever. More people. Yeah. And then... 15 people, and then we had people all over the studio to now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though it was ups and downs, there are people that were exposed to me through the people who were previously right. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Funeral was great. Oh my God. Funeral Matt, was great. Can I just great say, you can say it, was it was one great, of bro. the most, like, it was one of the best services that I've been to under those circumstances. They did put my papa on the ground like a white man, though. They put him in there quick. They did. <laughs> Cause like white people, y'all have y'all funerals like within a the week. The next right? day, yeah, well, it's, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's now is quick. that because y'all have the will already written out, or is or is it? Well, hopefully uh, everyone has a will. Let's just right. we'll have to talk about that later. Well, I'll be honest, it's 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 the norm to me, so I don't question it. Yeah, but I mean, for me personally, I'm going to be burned when I'm when I'm dead. Yeah. I'm an organ donor. Yeah, me too. It can go off. Me it's too. because I feel like that's part of who I am. I want to give back to the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and part of that is like. I'm not gonna need these parts. Yeah, give me just, just don't take this liver. But you know what's so crazy? I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna say right, right. I'm a donor, but it's not on paper. <laughs> just because I feel like they don't give as much attention to that's fair. you once. That's a good point. No, they, just say black they, people. Yeah, they don't. Especially once they because realize you're is, o- your organ yeah. donor. They and you're black. Like, okay, because well, the documentaries have shown that I mean, that's black true. people we age better. So it's like with our organs. And I was gonna say that too. And I knew you was gonna jump in. 
because I was an organ owner too. And I told you, and to Ortiz was like, yeah. "You were an organ owner." She's talking about driver's license. She said, "Take that shit out because if you can be saved, they're not gonna save right. you. Because yeah. black organs have known to be better. You live longer, mm-hmm. and because of our melanin and the way we age, mm-hmm. white some white racists or white rich mm-hmm. people are paying top dollar for our organs." Mm-hmm. She was Get like, out. "Take that off of there." Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm I'm a procrastinator when it comes to certain business. So our I took it off. She for took you. it off for yeah. me. Yeah, I took that shit off too. Yeah, because yeah. she was like, "Take that." But shit my off. family has very specific instructions, <laughs> and I don't want to be burned. Cremated. I do. Shit. I burn that's me. Just, you. That's just burn a, my, my mom that's is a the personal same. preference. Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> that's just a personal ocean. preference. If it's somebody that's really close to me, I have like really a, a hard time. My aunt just, sure. you know, she passed away last year. And we had a family discussion about whether to cremate her or not. Now, granted, she didn't do what she was supposed to do, so I wasn't gonna come out of pocket for that. Yeah, go ahead and cremate her. But it's just a personal preference. Like I, I yeah. have a problem with you that. You have a right. For yeah. That. Is it is it something to do with hell? <laughs> no, not really. Even hell. Just the the thought of somebody that's really close to me going through the incinerator. Do you believe in God, Joe? And you know, I, I majored in theology. My degree I, did, I noticed in, that when yeah. I was looking at LinkedIn, right? Yeah, I double majored in the, theater and theology, and I work in finance. So we won't go into where I work because yeah. that's... I got you. something different. It's on LinkedIn. Ain't no it's God over there. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> Just a white God. Uh-huh. But it's crazy because Green like God. with religion... <laughs> yeah. So what, are you, like, so what are your thoughts on religion? Are you a Christian or are you what? So I'm very spiritual. Okay. Here we go. I like that answer. All right. Yes, so, great answer. Yes. So... Religion is a construct. So this is the way just I, like race. This yeah, it, it is. This is the way I describe it to people: is that religion is man's way of trying to understand something that is un ununderstandable. Yeah. There, I feel personally, and I never tell anybody how to feel, but I feel that there is a presence that I cannot explain. There is something higher going on, and there's a better purpose. But I feel that that purpose means that I need to make the world I live in better. Yeah. And I feel that a lot of religion loses sight of that fact. Yeah. Like. Take Christianity as a perfect example. Church, as it is written in the Bible, is meant to be very socialist-minded. We look out for our brothers. We help those who cannot help themselves. We build each other up. And if someone's sick, we all go and we all help. It's a community, right? right. Um, uh, Like, it takes a village, right? It takes a village to raise a child kind of a thing. That's the way it is. But people don't like that. People, the biggest problem in white Christian churches today is that people say, there's a lot of social injustice. How do we fix that? But what they're asking is, how do we fix that and keep everything the same? same, And you can't have both. You can't can't have have it both both. ways. And so I got burned too many times by that institution that said, I don't don't agree with that. And I like to drop knowledge on people because I get irritated. You're getting me in my, like, Pastor Joe. Drop that knowledge, Joe. (laughs) Drop that shit, boy. (laughs) People say C.S. Lewis wrote the Chronicles of Narnia as a direct allegory to Christianity. But they leave out the last battle, which is the last book. They leave it out because there is a chapter in there where there is people who worship Aslan, the lion, who people say is Jesus. And then there are people that worship Cush. Uh, I could be wrong. It could be a different guy. It could be a different guy. I worship Cush. I know you do. (laughs) But my point is they worship different people. But in the afterlife, there's a scene where they're in the afterlife and people of both religions are in the same place. And the people who did not worship Aslan say, how did I end up here? And Aslan says to them, though you didn't know you were following me and doing all the the good deeds for me, you were doing it for me because we're all together. And it's a very universalist mindset that we are all together. Maybe we're all going to the same place as long as we help make this world a better place. But people say, no, no, no. They like to be inclusionists. And they like to say, no, no, no. 
I get to go because I paid my dues. Maybe I'm white. And I believe that there is a clear heaven and a hell. And it's like, no, in reality, hell was constructed and Satan was constructed by people because they felt like, well, if you have heaven, you got to have a reason. You got to have a bad place. You got to have a bad place. You got to have balance, right? And so they created it and started saying, if you don't follow instructions, you'll get punished for your whole rest of your afterlife. And I say, no, C.S. Lewis, if you if you put stock, and I don't tell people to put stock, but if you put stock in what he had to say, and you believe it's a straight allegory, then you have to take all of it into consideration and say he believed it was a universalist mindset that as long as we do well unto others and we make each other better, then we're all going to be together in the the good place, yeah. the afterlife, whatever. But people don't like to do that. They yeah. like to pick and choose what they want to believe, yeah. and that no is question. what kills society. And that's why so many other religions, Ooh. too. It's like religious a la carte. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like whatever yeah. fits for me, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. But I always Ooh, think, let me, like, my, let me put my soapbox away. But it's so funny <laughs> because, like, yesterday I was getting my hair braided and um, my lactician is... Uh, lactician. Uh, she's, I know, he's so fancy. <laughs> so fancy. She's, a, uh, she's a PK, a preacher's kid. Okay. So I know I was telling her, I was like, I don't really, really, I don't really deal with religion like that. Right. Like, I, like Joe, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in something bigger. No question. And she was like, you don't believe in God? I was like, it ain't a, I mean, who is God? Right. And if God was here and he created, created all these things, who created God? Mm-hmm. That's when you start being like, is the Big Bang Theory really a real thing? Did something just cataclysmic happen right. and just boom and something? Because, like, if God is God and he created all of this, who is God? And who's the God of God? It's kind of like right. if Joe is my boss. It's a never-ending question. Who yeah. is Joe's really boss? Is. Exactly. And it's, it's a boss because they always yeah. say somebody got a boss. Well, who is the boss of God? Mm-hmm. And if he ain't no boss, where he come from? And that's why I always say it's up to your personal experience because for me, I was raised very like in a very strict religious household. But it wasn't until my mom passed away that I experienced. I say that I experienced God for myself. Yeah. Because I I know for sure that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a God. Yeah. God, no question. So yeah. it and just I, depends. And this so, is where this is where I start getting sorry. You just interrupted me, Joe. You interrupted me, Joe. God damn it, I had something to say. No, no, no. I studied Hebrew and Greek in school as my foreign language. Mm -hmm. That is what I did. And I translated texts from the Old and the New Testament. And when you start breaking down the Old Testament that people love to quote on why we should have slaves, why homosexuality is wrong, Mm -hmm. this and that and the other, you miss the fact that the Old Testament in Hebrew form is not the same all the way through. People take it literally, Mm -hmm. but they don't read it literally yeah mm-hmm. you know they don't realize that the creation story is poetry yeah. mm-hmm. it's not a god created this god created, it's it's someone saying waxing poetic saying i love the creator of me and yeah. here's yes. so wonderful things and it's yes. like it's beautiful when yeah. you look at that but if you take it and you're like it was seven days it was this it was that and mm-hmm. the other then you're losing sight mm-hmm. of the big picture and like the flood story the flood story was used as an example because all of ancient cultures had a flood story, mm-hmm. right? And yes. so it wasn't like the world was destroyed and there was this one Bro, thank you for saying that mm-hmm. shit. No, because that's the thing yeah. that I always talk about because I'd be like, how the fuck did the world end <laughs> by mm-hmm. water? Yeah. And back in those days, you didn't have a car or a boat to that was built that was good enough to make it mm-hmm. right, over to else. whatever other country. But that's why you can't get caught up in doctrine mm-hmm. because that's what different religions do. They take doctrine and they try to apply it to what works for them. You have to experience God and yes. everything for yourself. For yourself. Hey, I got a question real quick. I oh, got you. Y'all going to laugh at me. Ask, actually, I like asking questions. Listen. So whatever comes up, Joe, Frank, or T, ask me now. This is the I'm real fucking Listen to me. <laughs> okay, this is a yes or no. 
or or flat or round? Is the earth flat or round? You know what? <laughs> because of what I've seen in school, I would say it's round, but because my, of the conversations but with the, your but, but, marijuana but, uh, Vanessa, <laughs> you know, from I don't know what episode it was. Yo. He did make me understand and feel like the world could be because the, the world way he, could be flat. The world could be flat. Okay. Because the way he explained it was, <laughs> I'm telling you, he was like, if the world is right, he was like, because he, for real. And we, and you know what? I want everybody, the listeners to know, I ain't the only one buzzing in here. Like, it's a lot of liquor flowing. That's why the question there. was asked. I got to pee like a motherfucker. I'm just holding it. And we got to take a break. I'm just holding it right now. But literally, he explained Joe's it. Joe's turning yeah, red over here. I can't. So do you, you think the world is round or flat? Yes. You think it's, round. it's round. The way he, the way he explained it, the way he explained it to me, though, he was like, okay, so I have this globe in my, in my apartment. Yeah. So he took the globe and you know how when you hold a globe, it's in a sphere form. Yes. So it's hard. So he was like, if the world is seen like this, he was viewing it as a fear. So he was like, how do we come through this, you know, the like plane. this? Yeah. How do we come through this plane and enter into the world if it's round like that? He's like, but if it's round in the atmosphere, there's like no heart in the atmosphere or surface like it shows on a globe. He was like. It could be a flat surface that has things built around it. Because he was like, how do you, if you go out of space, what is it that's letting you out to space? And if you're coming back in, what portal or what little opening in that plane is allowing you back on Mother Earth if the world is circ- if, if it's round? So he made it seem like if you're coming through an atmosphere from a distance, it's just like if you look at a lake. If you look at a lake on a map, mm-hmm. it's flat. You can go through it. You can go around it. Whatever the case, you can go under it, come on top of it. But if you look at it from a globe, it's a million lakes, bro. But if literally, if you look at a GPS, is it's a flat plane. Mm-hmm. Why is it not round? Not saying that the world ain't round, but to so a motherfucker, who, thoughts, to a motherfucker who does not believe that we even landed on Mars, <laughs> it's a lot of people who. Or don't there even is believe, a moon. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't even believe that we landed on Mars. So how can we think the world is round? A lot of people think there's no Holocaust. Too, exactly. So. People, 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 are, people think what they think. People are people are entitled to be wrong. It's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care well, if it's, it's right. to me. I know. I, I do I think, think it's. It, right. I think it's round. I think it's round too. I'm just saying when the way he explained it to me, I was like, okay, yeah. But, and but, I wasn't wait, high yet. I was okay, not high yet. I was, ask, <laughs> I was you high not high. Already, he wasn't high. He had brought it over to me. We okay. had not yet but smoked. I tell okay. you this. I tell you this. There's a you know because I was in Vegas with my peoples, and there's there's a I promise you. There's a lot of this because there's a lot of things. Y'all got to carry this on. I got to pee, bro. <laughs> keep keep it going if you need to look at my yeah, we phone. Got it, we got it. Look, we got it. We got a professional okay. podcast in the building. Okay. So, um, <laughs> at you, Anthony. Okay, so listen to me. Um, until this weekend, I never took the shit seriously, but I was with one of my peoples. You know what I mean? And and, and this guy spent a lot of time in the Navy, and he lives in California, and he you know he has a marijuana farm. Basically, they grow you know different strands of marijuana. We'll but have we just to talk have... about that later because I want to end this. <laughs> yeah, oh, no question. <laughs> Trust me. We're there. But but we were having a conversation, and I was like, bro, come on, man. You really think the earth is flat? And he's like, okay, well, just think about this. And we were talking about a lot of different things. And this is the thing. Whatever you believe, there's a lot of information and research out there that can either prove or counter what True. you believe. True. There's a lot of it. And, and mind you, I never researched this, in, this, this, uh, this particular subject. But there's a lot of information out there, videos and things like that on YouTube. This whole flat earth theory, there's a whole lot of information out mm-hmm. there. 
I was like, are you kidding me? Wait a minute. Hold but on to a second. me, everybody got high and came <laughs> yeah. to the same conclusion. I agree with Artesia. <laughs> I don't disagree with Artesia. <laughs> but it is something to think about. Just like just mm-hmm. like this. Okay, so the earth is round, the earth is flat. There's some people that really believe that 9-11 was not an inside job. And then there's a whole lot of people who believe and have research that it was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I know it's very simple to comparison, but... At the same time, you just know there's a lot of people who have this school of thought and Mm -hmm. people have this school of thought. So my thing is just lately in life is to say, okay, well, I've been conditioned to to believe this is true. So but I make sure purposely that I listen to the other schools of thought, even if I don't believe it. Sure. Is there anything that they're saying that could make me think differently? Mm -hmm. And when I start looking at these videos and all this research people put into you know, out there. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, that's all. I mean, I'm the same way. I will, <laughs> I will entertain other schools of thought as long as there's a pro, I guess, appropriate proof. Right. Yeah. I, don't just refer me to a YouTube channel or right. some random right. person saying, oh yeah, the earth is flat. But or, you, can, you can get, <laughs> you can get dangerous with some of these alternate theories. Like you get people that don't vax their kids and it's, mm-hmm. It's scary because mm-hmm. they're like, no, here's studies. And I went, there's not conclusive proof. Mm-hmm. There's your opinion, which you're entitled to have. Right. And then there's the welfare of the of humanity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're jeopardizing everybody else because you're choosing to believe in a very small percentage of what other people believe. Right. Now, but at the same time, Joe, yeah. now, now see, this is where right. I know. the whole black white thing comes in. Fair enough. Historically, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Historically, like you talk about this Tuskegee experiment and things like that. Mm-hmm. Historically, black people have been exposed to certain vaccinations that were really test. You know, yeah. they, they were like test subjects right. for certain diseases right. and things like that. So you can understand the apprehension for black people when it comes to things like mm-hmm. vaccinations and stuff sure. like that. But I, I've lost count of the white people that I have. They're like, I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. I went, cool. We don't have to be friends anymore. That's fine. <laughs> so I know it's just like, I, cool. Our kids don't need to play together. I, 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 I vaccinate my kids, but I refuse to let them get the flu shot. I don't believe in the flu shot. I don't know what it is yeah. about okay. that. But I didn't I get, I didn't get the flu shot up until I was 23. Mm-hmm. I never got it. And then when I was teaching, High school theater for a year i got it because it was free because yeah. i was a cheapskate i was like i'm not gonna pay for this shot <laughs> and then the job i have now they pay for it and so i get it but it's mm-hmm. like i mean i went my whole life without getting it and never got it mm-hmm. and so i do feel it's kind of like it's a toss-up yeah and i'm the same way so everybody fair. that i know gets the flu shot they've been like sick and yeah. like yeah. deathly the sick they just had a i've never had the, the flu shot oh shit anthony's back yeah oh welcome back <laughs> And I sent you the article the other yeah, day. Like somebody saying like, that they have to have their hands, hands their and fingers feet removed. and toes yeah, removed man, because of this. Fuck. This, <laughs> exactly. So this when whole, I got the flu a couple of weeks ago, I was telling and you her, had I was it, like, you've had it twice. In like six within, months. No, within three months. Like, oh, it's no. Just, yeah. Word. Hey, man. Jane, what is this? We, we, broke up, we broke up. <laughs> Uh, three months. You don't ago. have to keep mentioning that because yeah, people, no, people take yeah, forgetting about it. Yeah, you know, because because people <laughs> side with her. No. They don't side with her. <laughs> I'm but, team your mama. No, just but, so you but know. I tell, but I tell the truth though. It's not like I'm out here making you out to be a bad person. I just say not right. But no, you got sick like the week after we broke up. I remember in October that, because y'all broke. So October. This nigga. This nigga likes to sell shit. I like that theory. I like that. Little take. And then you got sick. <laughs> and then you got sick again. So it's twice within three months. So you the flu shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm the flu shot, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, let me see. Wait, bro. So Cut we were off. so we were talking um 
earlier, me and Artesian, we were talking about refocusing after a breakup. Yeah. Since you mentioned a breakup, because she got uh, Kayla Faye. Shout out to Kayla Faye. Shout out to Kayla. She's yeah. in the, she's in our Brown sugar. Meet, but she reached out to you and she was saying, you got to tell this story. This ain't my story. Okay, so she reached out to me yesterday. Of course, I've been getting these random text messages. Ever saying, since we announced we broke up, like, <laughs> saying, I ain't got no love. Ain't no niggas checking on me. <laughs> ain't nobody saying nothing. Come on, she getting all the love. Because everybody listens at different paces. So she, I guess she just made it to the breakup episode. Yeah. She texted me last night. She sent me all these crying faces. And I was like, don't take me back there. I'm past that. <laughs> so she was asking my advice or whatever. And I was telling her, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I'm fine right now. I'm just focused on getting back to me and picking up some of the things that I lost in the re- in the relationship. And she was saying how, you know, it's crazy that when you are in a relationship, you do let go of certain things. And I told you this before. Yeah. I said I felt like because we were together, it made other aspects of my life seem better than they were. But when we broke up, I was able to look at my life and say, you know what? This is not really what I want to be doing. This is not really what I need to be doing. Yeah. These are not people that I need to be hanging out with. So I put everything in perspective because I was kind of just going along because I'm like, you know what? I got a good man. I got a good job. You know, I'm good, (laughs) (laughs) but lost the relationship. And it's like, do I really want to be doing this? Do I really want to hang out with this person? Like, yeah. So it's just about refocusing. And I think, I think that's the hard part about when you break up with somebody, because I remember, and I, I tied into like church. Like I went to the same church until I was literally from Pampers until I was like 21. So when I finally left that church and I moved to Dallas and I wasn't, because we have a church here, like a, a sister church. Well, it's the head church. We were the sister church. What denomination Tennessee. were you? I'm just curious. I was uh, just holiness. Is yeah, I, I grew okay. up Kojic. Which is kind of, yeah. It was almost like Kojic. Kojic. It was which a is step further than Kojic, people, though. though. We were, I was Southern Baptist forever. So. That same yeah. thing. Yeah. Same well, man. you know what? No, no, no. It's y'all not. had a little bit more privilege than yeah, we did. Yeah, y'all did. Because I feel like yes. any Baptist, because yeah. I know any, even black Baptist churches, I was like, you get to play football? Well, when I first left my church, I grew they up. They told us we couldn't do shit. Yeah, we couldn't up. even wear shorts. I we was my, we would, me and my brother would still wear shorts when we played basketball. My mom would allow it, mm-hmm. but Lynch Charles Smith is his name. Chris Smith, them brother. Mm-hmm. He would wear. He was infamous mm-hmm. for wearing jeans and K Swiss. Mm-hmm. Is what he played basketball all the time. and a t shirt and a hoop. He would hoop with full fledged jeans on. Yeah. and I was like, up. "How are you hooping mm-hmm. with jeans on?" And I grew up. Your legs got to be strong. Fuck, fuck, cap and weights. You got on full fledged jeans Jeans? and you hooping, sweating in jeans, playing twenty one, hoop up, everything. You can't forget the women that went to the gym in the long denim skirt. Because I I grew up Church of God in Christ. Yeah, wait, the tie dye joint. Yeah, I remember when we first, when I first went to a Baptist church at, because I left Uh, my church when I was nineteen. Yeah, and I went to a Baptist church and I saw the women in pants and I was like, okay, next Sunday I'm gonna wear some pants. I wore pants to the first like church service that I ever went to and I felt so convicted because growing up they were like you can't wear pants, you can't wear makeup, nail polish, lipstick. Why? And why? And what cuz what like, does that have to do with why, why, why? That's the doctoring part. Ooh, yeah, those I mean, are the those are the man-made rules yes. that come with man-made. religion. Yes. And then you get people in Baptist churches who say Paul said women don't speak in church and I say can we look at the context yeah. and say that Paul was saying women who are gossiping openly during church service yeah. shut up yeah Take that's it what he's talking about that was it yep that was it and then he talks to Paul specifically was talking about homosexuality and people were like ah gay guys shouldn't do it and it's like no he was saying hey don't be a pedophile yeah. and start leading these underage kids, kids on and taking advantage the of them that's all he was saying it's just 
it drives Lean me not up into your own understanding. Ugh. People don't look at the context. They don't. You got to look at the context. But even if you look at the context, the depending Catholic on church, your mindset, so you're going to change it. Like he, like Joe talked about right. earlier where they were talking about the demon that they talk about in the Bible and in Revelations. White, some white people say that is the black person. Yep. And that's why they look at us and demonize us mm-hmm. through all of these things. But this is the funny part. I know Joe's not that type of person, but this is what I want to say to white people. I'm here. If you look at us on TV, <laughs> if you look at us on TV and you say, you know, if they have us in a role where we're a drug dealer or a rapist or whatever, if you look at us and say, those, that's how, that's really how white black people are. We can literally look at y'all the same way when they show shows like Suits where y'all ripping off people in mm. hedge funds. Mm. Well, y'all, you know, not to be funny, we can look at y'all the same way with uh, Nasser from Michigan State who's a pedophile. Yeah. Uh, most, yeah. We all know Sandusky. most people who are pedophile, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who in, most pedophilia that we see is white. Yeah. We don't never even look at people and be like, I don't fuck with white people because of this Because of that Sandusky But it's like shit. they look at us and it's like, yeah. we if we did the same shit with y'all, and this is what black people have to understand too, know your worth. Eight mm-hmm. million viewers less for the NFL. I've seen that shit. Mm-hmm. Eight million viewers I've less. I've seen that shit. Out of all the years that black people ain't been able to make movies and nothing, Black Panther is the number one pre-rated before it's even been shown mm-hmm. movie ever. Black people, your motherfucking dollar matters. It, mm-hmm. it does. No question. No, no question. That's why when the government gives stimulus packets and all this extra money that they're giving to you for all these kids you've had, Cause they know they you gonna give it right back, right to back, them. and and that's the that's the thing to me. Just what you said, like I think we need to understand that number one, we do have worth. Our dollar we matters. We have worth, and when we direct we have influence, it, yeah, and when we direct, what it is hip hop? Man, the no whole Elvis shit. Presley without hip hop. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. So like Atlanta's coming back in March with Don Glover, mm-hmm. great show, right? Yes. I love the episode um, that focused on Van as the. Focal point of view, the Don Glover director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part about that was they brought in a black female writer to mm-hmm. write the episode, and you felt the authenticity mm-hmm. of the characters. And yep. that's the thing is like you want people to feel their worth and to, to speak up for that because the last thing you want is someone like me to write Atlanta. Like, exactly. come on. That's I the love thing. it. Like, I want to watch it. Right. But it's so crazy that you it. say that, Joe, right. because I know I went looking for ther- a therapist, mm-hmm. a counselor this week. I don't, Finally. Know where, I don't know where the fuck Unaka Jones is. That's who <laughs> I picked. I picked Unaka Jones. Yeah. As I called the people to set up my E, what is it, ERP? EAP. EAP. Mm-hmm. Setting that up, and I was talking to the lady, and I was like, I want to do a, I, you know, I need to get a counselor, and, you know, I'm ready to talk about some stuff. They gave me names. All the names they gave me sounded white. Mm-hmm. Nothing against white people, no, but I was like, yeah. I need a black person because if I'm talking about sexuality and sex or lack thereof or deficiencies or whatever a white person doesn't know me mm-hmm. they may know studies about black right. people yeah. but they, they may be intrigued, intrigued by you yeah. right. but, but it's like you can't tell me what it is to be like if I go to a white therapist and I'm like well you know I'm suffering from just feeling like I'm not being seen as an equal at, at work they may be like well what are you doing to be seen as mm-hmm. an equal they're yeah. going to tell you to work harder yeah mm-hmm. and a right. black person is going to say well you already know they understand the concept or the cliche saying of, as a black person, you got to work twice as hard to get twice as much, mm-hmm. half as much, well, half as much. Yeah. Come on, I'm drunk, man. Come on, no, man. I'm drunk. It was, a, it was, a it was. It was <laughs> Olivia Pope's dad. And when we heard that, and literally when me and Artesia saw that, we was like, black people been knowing that. 
It's but there's some people that'll look at that and be like, I've never heard that. But that's what we grew up hearing. We get to talk about, you know, if you get stopped by police. We get to talk about don't let the streetlight beat you home. We get to talk about you can't say shit that white folks can say. We get to talk about mm-hmm. if you're going to ask for a raise, make sure your your dots is all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. Because a white person, their T's may not be crossed, their I's may not be dotted, but they can still, still ask for it exactly. because they need it, not because they've necessarily earned it. And we got to look at ourselves and say, have I earned what I'm about to ask this white man for? Mm-hmm. And even if we feel like we've earned it, does he feel like we right. deserve Mm-hmm. What he's what we're asking for. But he's about to say something. Yeah, no, but you're right about the therapist part. I have a therapist, and I sought out a white man yeah. mm-hmm. who was older than me yeah. because I said I had had therapists that were white women, and I would say some of these issues that were bothering me, and they're just like, ah, well, and I'm like, you're not, you don't understand mm-hmm. what I'm going through, it's not yeah. and like, this is not me to be like, oh, poor me, white man. But, yeah, but but I wanted someone who is a white male who could who I could say these are the struggles I'm going through, and him to say. Yes, I understand. Mm-hmm. Here's some good feedback. Yeah. So I feel like if you are a person who's seeking therapy, I feel strongly about this, seek it of somebody that matches you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Somebody that may I, go, I have an older black woman mm-hmm. that go. is amazing. Go. And I loved it because when, when before we broke up, she was going to therapy. And, of course, I came up in therapy. So I was invited. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love, I love about therapists is they are not biased. And that's right. the whole reason you go. So when <laughs> I went, and one of the first things that, there, and I'll say this, and I won't get too deep. Therapist was like, do you ever really just pay attention to him? Mm-hmm. Ask him what does he need? And this ain't about a black man. This ain't even about me mm-hmm. and her. This is about going back to episode 170, I think, mm-hmm. where <laughs> men don't get the encouragement, the support that we need. Mm-hmm. And the lady asked her, and she was like, do you ever ask him how his day is going? You ever ask him what he needs? And she was like, I don't. Mm-hmm. But it's not because Ortiz is not and a caring person. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> she's a caring person, but she doesn't because she's like, he has a hard exterior. He mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he needs any help. But how many black men need help? No but but because beyond, we're raised to be built yeah. this way be because strong. of what mm-hmm. we have to gotta deal with strong. in society, we're not going to show you that we have a weakness, even if we fucking have one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even beyond that, I think when she asked me that question, it shed a light as far as sometimes I took for granted how close we were. Yeah. So I told her I was like, me and you? Yeah, me yeah, and you. Yeah. So sometimes I took for granted how how close we were. And I told her I didn't always feel the need to ask you because yeah. I always assumed that I knew. Yeah. So it wasn't and it it wasn't that I didn't care or I didn't want to know or I didn't want to help you through certain situations. It was just the fact that we were so close. You would call me sometimes, you would vent about certain things. And I was like, you know what? I know he's going through this in this moment. So let me figure out how I can fix it. So while I'm trying to fix it on my end, which was not clearly not the solution. You are a fixer. (laughs) I am a fixer. It was clearly not the solution, but I I overlooked that step of asking you how you felt in certain situations. And how many people are like, as I know for me, look at this. <laughs> I try to mute that joint. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's the authenticity of the podcast. See, Frank, on any other podcast, they would have probably been like, damn, you fucked up this podcast. But here, damn. it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You know what's so Still funny? Still dreams extinct. Exactly. The thing about it, you know, because we're getting ready to wrap up. With my podcast, a lot of people always tell me, and I tell Artesia this all the time, they be like, your podcast is going to go far. You're going to do great things, so on and so forth. 
I really literally have an issue with thinking success. Not that I don't think that what we do is good. Not that I don't think what we do is intentional and it's transparent. It's just like, who's willing to listen? Because the conversation that we've had today on these last two episodes has been about, even though we've talked about personal things, these are things that can help black people. Like, not to be funny, we've talked about white people today and Joe ain't said shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not because he doesn't agree or disagree. It's a way to converse with people. No question. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want change, you literally have to be, like, the biggest thing, it's so funny. I mean, with me and her being broken up, so many people have been like, man, y'all still work together so well. Oh, my God. I just got a phone call last week talking about y'all goes. And I was like, why are you still saying that? <laughs> they was like, y'all goes. And I'm like, we ain't even together. But they goes. was like, but y'all still goes yeah, to the perspective yeah. of people who are getting divorced right. or people who've got, you know, who are breaking up. You don't have to be salty mm-hmm. or spiteful yeah. towards the person right. that you used to be with. Right. Even with you, Artesia, like with your ex-husband, people used to be like, y'all still talk. He yeah. pick up the kids. You don't like him. You ain't got nothing to no, it just didn't work out. I don't have to talk down right. about right. him right. to be like, I didn't need to be with him. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just I realized that, you know what, this person may not have been for me, but we can be better friends than yeah. we were lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. You're still co-parents. Yeah. Exactly. And people don't understand a healthy co-parent relationship. I always say it. I said this on the podcast when Frank was on my podcast, is that my motto for life is you do the best that you can with what you know, but mm-hmm. when you know better, you do you better. You do better. Mm-hmm. Right. Straight you up. do better, and you don't regress. So you how many kids do you have? Before. I have two. I have Sylvie, who is just turned three mm-hmm. last week, and uh, Bennett, who's seven months old. Aww. See, that's the thing, too. And see, that's, bro, <laughs> you know, how I, I remember a girl telling me this a long time ago. She said, when you turn 30, you're going to want a kid. Mm-hmm. When you turn 30, you're going to start thinking different. Oh I'm 30. God. I don't, I'm, I, I'm 35. And that's <laughs> what I tell people all the time, because they were like, how did this work so long? And I tell people, I was like, when I first met him, I was fresh off of a divorce. We hung out for a long time. Then, you know, feelings changed or whatever. I'm a female. I'm entitled to to my emotions. That's all women. But, <laughs> and before but, uh, you finish, most dudes, dudes, if a girl says that she could have sex without feelings, probably got a good 30 yes, to 60 days. Exactly. <laughs> but I tell people all the time, when I first met you, you did not want to be married nope. and you did not want to have kids. Cause I'm adamant about not being married yeah. again. It's not that I had a bad marriage the first time. Yeah. I just realized that it's not for me. Yeah. So Man, I won't say it's not for you because you are really a, you're very giving. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very supportive. It's a few other things you can work on, but overall you are. <laughs> like a good, I mean, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But oh, you are a good person because I know when me and her first got together, so many people, talked about us yeah they were oh, like oh it ain't gonna work, <laughs> it ain't gonna work. you know yeah. his personality is this and yeah. she's this yeah. everybody got an opinion right? everybody got an but opinion that's okay so motherfuckers because i lasted six years yeah. i'm tired of people. <laughs> you did questions never stop people ask people ask when are you gonna get a girl you got a girl when are you gonna get engaged mm-hmm. you get engaged when are you gonna get married you get married when are you gonna have kids when you have two always something else when you're gonna die like right. I'm just like, are oh, you going to heaven? Yeah. What is heaven like? <laughs> like hey, motherfucker, mind, have you been? Yeah. Stay in your lane. Mind your own yeah. damn business. I'll yeah. do me, and mm-hmm. I won't tell you how to live your life. It's exactly. so, it's so imperative. Ooh. But back to what I was saying, Sorry. even when you, I don't know where Mike is, mind, but I'm gonna use this time. It's okay. Wisely. I knew you were. I knew you were. <laughs> but even Mike, when stay with you. Yeah. <laughs> when I noticed that your mind started to change because you started coming to me, what I would say like a, about a year ago, and you were like, "I think I want a kid," or "I think I want to settle down." Yeah. I got nervous. <laughs> 
Because I was tables like, turned. Right? I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like this was the great thing about you. Yeah, that you didn't want to get married and you yeah. didn't want to have any more kids. Yeah. But I always knew that I felt like you would be a great father, and I felt like that that was something that yeah. you needed to kind of give you some cooth about yourself. And I had a homegirl to say the same thing, like, <laughs> bring you down a peg. That's true, though. That's, what, know, that's true. what fatherhood did to me, <laughs> and I think Frank can attest the same. That's so no crazy, question. though. Fatherhood buddy. brings you down. No question. Mm-hmm. Hey, hold up, way. hold up. Hey, listen, can I ask a question real quick? Yes. Of course you I got can. something on the pad right here. Joe said he wanted to ask me a few questions, so Joe, if you think of something, because okay. I know you wanted to ask me something about how I was from yeah, yeah, yeah. from a group of people to, yeah. yeah. So let him, go ahead. So I got a question for you on my pad right here okay okay it says, uh, <laughs> this is it real. says so far what what would you say has been your most challenging adjustment to being a husband and to being a father since it changes us so sure, much. sure sure yeah, yeah yeah no i think it's so i got married when i was 21 right this is my 10 year anniversary this year Congratulations. Thank Ten. you, thank you. Well, how old are you? I'm 30. I'll turn 31 Ooh. this year. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I know she got something to say. Yeah. Not yet. Not now. Go ahead. I'm not. I'm not. I, you, hit your ups, you hit your ups and downs, right? And if you can pick yourself up from your lowest low, then you know you're going to be with each other for yeah. the long haul. Yeah. Day, right? That's where we were. you hit some low lows. But so I w- was married for a while before we decided to have kids because we wanted to live out our married life Marriage. and just be a couple, travel, do all this stuff. The biggest adjustment to me to being a father and... Well, now a father of two and a husband is you got to learn how to spin all the plates, keep yeah. all the plates spinning. And it's hard. Yeah. Eventually something has to give. And sometimes your marriage doesn't have to give, but you have to rely on the fact that you have a good base and foundation. Like, like my wife and I were having this conversation the other day and I was like, I feel like you, you're not talking to me. We're not having the same dialogue. And she's like, I have to right now believe that our 10 years together is the foundation that I can lean on. Yeah. So I can just focus on our two kids. And so for me, it's knowing that I need to give equal amounts of time to everybody. And sometimes that means I need to leave someone out for a few seconds so I can lean in on me. Like me, I work out during the work week at work because that is my lunchtime. And that is the only time I have for myself. So I go, this is an investment in myself so I can be the best father and husband. And I decide to let go of me during the the week and during the night and during the weekend. So right there is that but if i don't get that if i don't work out then i feel a struggle in it that i gotta lean in on me to make sure i don't self you know self-destruct yeah, mm-hmm. it's so crazy because i tell her that too like sometimes she'll come over during the weekend like when we was together and she would come over and it's no i tell people all the time it's no easy way to tell a woman you want time to yourself because nah. mm-hmm. they're no right gonna, way to do they're it. either gonna think who are you fucking mm-hmm. who are you talking to what did i do Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a man, you're kind of like, I just kind of want to watch sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eat, Do me. Eat shitty food, mm-hmm. yeah. smoke, fart. drink, fart <laughs> without worrying about anything. Yeah. And I remember yep. we with us breaking up, I remember me and her having a conversation and I was like, hypothetically, if it's been 160 weekends that we've been together over six years, I know it's more than X, it's 50 some weeks in a year. 52. 52. Mm-hmm. So it's just 52 by six, whatever. It's like 300 something. So it's, and I was like, if it's 325 weekends that we've been together, I've probably spent 320 with you. Mm-hmm. And this is no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. You heard us say. For real. Uh-huh. That's some New York shit. <laughs> that, means, it, that means every fucking weekend mm-hmm. for six years, I was pretty much with her. Mm-hmm. And it would be times that I would be like, hey, I want to just chill by myself. And I felt guilty mm-hmm. those five times out of the 300 and something times mm-hmm. because I was like, 
does she think I'm being with another woman? Does she? And sometimes in a relationship, you need to be with friends of the opposite sex. Yeah. You yeah. need to be with yep. friends of the same sex. Right. Yep. You need to have time to yourself. Even now, we still hang out. And I've talked about it on podcast. I was like, we still hang out like we together. We ain't fucking, mm-hmm. but we still hang out. And I told her, I was like, I can't, I feel like me being a sexual person, sometimes I'd be like, I just want to smash just to be smashing. <laughs> but it's something about her where I still respect where I'm like, I can't do it. I, I just can't. <laughs> to where it's like, and, and I'm an honest person. She'll ask me shit and I'll be like, yo. <laughs> You know, and not to be funny, me, you, and Harp got a group me. Yeah. And I sent you pictures where I'm he like, goes bro. goes down in a deal. And I be like, bro. <laughs> and I be like, bro, this is what I got. And Frank be like, bro, you, it's tough. <laughs> and I be like, bro, this shit, <laughs> this shit been coming since I was in a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, hey, man. And like Justin Delore, said a couple weeks ago, ain't nothing better than pussy this. More pussy. More pussy. And I guess on the other end of the spectrum, it's not that I don't understand <laughs> that you may need time. I guess I think it, for me it was difficult because you always invited me into your space. I never right. made it a rule that we had no, to spend didn't. every weekend together. I have my kids for the most part during the week. Yeah. So the weekends is when I'm free. The weekends is when we would spend yeah. our time together. So it wasn't like a rule that we had to spend time but together. But as a man, you I knew. In, you invited me to Small your man. space. As a and man, so I knew. If it was times that you needed time alone, like, in the moment, as a woman, I'd be oh, like, I'm, "What I'm the fuck is going on I'm so here?" Tipsy yeah. right now. And then, <laughs> and then other times it would be like, "Okay, if that's what you want, then that's fine. Just tell me." Yeah. And then when you would tell me because your delivery is so brute, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Because I'm so laid back. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm the, ch- I'm a chill motherfucker. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, and I told so Frank for me, that, that's the crazy <laughs> part because I'd be like being single now. I told Artizi this. I was like, "What the fuck am I supposed to be doing right now?" Because no, I know. know that it's not really <laughs> yeah. any a lot of girls so out there that is like, like if you want to watch girl, sports, when the times that you want to, I watch yeah. sports with. It ain't you. even right. about the sports; like, it's about the wanna, women that she's had to deal with while we were together. <laughs> Let's and, not talk about that. And I'd be like, <laughs> it's so many, that. and I'd be like, it's so many Next. women that would not be able to deal with this shit. Yeah. Like I've said it before on the podcast, I'd be like, so many women be like, they like me, and I'm like. I don't even y'all know don't what even the fuck, know what no the fuck y'all asking y'all for. Yeah, you, you better talk to our teasy. I ain't six five and shit like that, but it's like it's a lot of pictures. But he yeah, pack no a lot of shit. <laughs> but, but, but I'll echo y'all's sentiment and say like the times I've gotten in the most trouble is yeah. I don't I'm not just honest with my wife. And when I'm honest, I'm like, I just want this time to just so I'm a huge soccer fan. Yeah. I played hockey, but like my dad works for FC Dallas. So yeah. like I we get season passes all the you time. You probably know one of my homegirls then. Okay. Hey, y'all are more than welcome. I get season passes all the time, so please come. Let's go. I would definitely. Right. I Let's will. do it. Right. Let's do it. Let's set up. We'll set off off mic. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no. So like, I just, I'm like, I just want to watch soccer, and she's like, then do it. I'll get you a beer. We'll hang out. I'll be on my phone. I might tune tune in a little bit. Yeah. But like, you don't have to be scared or not scared, but just like, you don't have to be hesitant to yeah. ask. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, I, she's like, I married you for a reason. So she's the only person I've been with. I had other girlfriends, but she's the only one I've been with. Yeah. So we have history. And so she's like, I wouldn't have been with you this long if I thought like there's a chance that I couldn't be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. when I've gotten That's the most important. trouble is I'm just not honest. Is mm-hmm. your wife open minded? Would you say yeah. that your wife is open minded? Yeah. Oh, very fine. The reason I say this is because I remember talking to her and and with us being broken up, I was like, if I get I was like, I'm either gonna get back with you. Mm-hmm. If I be with another black girl, it's not that it I'm not saying I can't because I could. But I was like, I'm definitely open to white women. Again, mm-hmm. reason being is most white women, it goes back to what we said on episode 170. They expose themselves to different things. Mm-hmm. 
So sexually, they're open minded. Even if they don't like, I got, I've dated white girls that is like, I don't do it. You know, I don't want all that up. <laughs> I don't want all that up there. Mm-hmm. But they're open to a lot of other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where it's like it's, but with black women or some, because so, I'm not going to ever be that guy that deems all black women one please thing. Don't. You know yeah, that, no, that's what I hate about. That. That's he what I hate about certain black. <laughs> yeah, we won't do that. But it's like some black some black women you date. It's like they don't want to give head, or if they do give head, they they're not trying to swallow, or they don't want to do anything <laughs> pertaining to conditions, that. So, or it's certain things that we may like, and mm-hmm. it's like, why can't I get this? But then people like I told Artiza, I was like, you got a lot of black dudes out there that says white women are the shit sexually, white women are the shit in relationships. It ain't 150 million niggas out here saying white women are that, and they not. Mm-hmm. You can't get mad if somebody says, I like KFC because KFC is better when they've eaten Popeyes too and they choose KFC over Popeyes. If you choose a white woman over a black woman, I don't have a problem with that as long as it's not saying that one is better than the other. Right. But if right. it suits you better, mm-hmm. so be it. Right. That's your don't thing. not That's your date problem. a white woman because the whole world says right. you black, you shouldn't. I'll tell you what, the biggest security I got in my relationship was when my wife told me, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to break up with you or when we were married. I'm not going to divorce you for what for just speaking your mind mm-hmm. and your, your opinion. We're in this together. And she was like, I'm a little disrespected if you think I'm just going to flake out like that at the first mm-hmm. drop of a hat. Yep. Yeah. Then we grew because I'm like, okay, we're yeah. here. Because I, w- I was just worried. I'm like, well, if I say this, maybe she's going to leave me. And she's like, that's dumb. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have married me otherwise or you wouldn't have dated me otherwise. Artiza exactly. would have left me a long time ago because I just told her <laughs> right. a lot of shit. You'd be saying some shit. <laughs> but she would never say that she never knew what I didn't like or right. did like. Exactly. Yeah, that, and that's and it was always my that's choice to stay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But it's that's the thing is you got to be open. You got to find someone that you can be open and honest with and is not going to leave you just because you're like, I need some me time right now. And they're like, okay, and fair I think, enough. Right. I think that was the hardest part for our breakup. Because it's like, been tough. If I'm this It was cool, tough for me being a new listener. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, just imagine me getting texts right. from people talking about, oh, my God, I'm crying. I'm like, please don't take yeah, me back to that crying. place. And it's tough because, like, me and her still hang from time to time. Like, honestly, like, a couple of weeks ago, we spent a whole weekend together. Yeah. No sex, no nothing. Now, I'll be honest. I was like, I need some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't let me know that. But that's not. But that's probably it. best. But that's. But, that's, <laughs> but, but, that's not, but you know, too, it's one of them things where it's like it's not your place. Yeah, yeah. it's not. And your I place, think so that's you the can, biggest yeah. struggle too, yeah. because it's like there have time. There have been times when I've hung out with you. Yeah, and I want the D. Yeah, but. It's Mr. not Mr. Brown my... wasn't available. <laughs> Boy, you Mr. got a good memory. <laughs> that nigga got a good memory. <laughs> Mr. Brown is always available, but it does not substitute for the real thing. But fuck, I listen to the podcast. <laughs> nigga, God, yeah. But for you to be able to go back, because when I when, when we did when we did that episode, and I said it after the podcast, she was like. I can't, I can't believe it. You so did that. Said it. Okay, we're like, our Jesus gonna kill me. For yeah, sure. yeah. Exactly. Oh, I did. Oh. Yeah, I was just like, she so, gonna yeah. kill me for saying this. Shit. But it's been times we've hung out, and I wanted to be. But it's like, okay, what do I mean? What's the difference of us not being together? Because yeah. we're still hanging out, like we never broke up. <laughs> right. So what's the difference? Well, we'll so I, and it's so funny because I'd be like, I remember telling her a couple weeks ago. I was like, I said we still got to figure out what went wrong. Well, we know what went. Wrong. We know what went. Wrong. But yeah. I was like. Are we came back together. Or are we just hanging. That's up to you. I can't Ooh. make that decision. But see, for, for you. me, my whole thing is the things that we struggle with before. It doesn't make sense to get back in a relationship if they don't get better. But you don't know if they're going to get better because the the breakup was not to say that it wasn't a wake up call before, because I already knew what wasn't. Mm-hmm. 
I was already in the process of correcting. We what so wasn't. dope though because we really be talking about this shit. Yeah, people, like you because act like people, this shit ain't out but, there in the airways. But, people, but, like, but you know what, though, Joe? People, let's just be silent. People, <laughs> but you know, so people need to hear that because and, so many times people exactly. in relationships, like yeah. let's let's just say, like I know he's a man and I'm a man, but let's just say with me and Joe, if we was in a relationship, even if it, if it's a gay relationship, if I'm with Joe, and Joe tells me I need these things, mm-hmm. this is what I need. Mm-hmm. These are not wants. Right. And I never do I mean, them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't respect him. Mm-hmm. I may just not be able to do these things. Yeah. But this may mean, you know what? And it you don't have any faith in exactly. the fact that he can do yeah. those things. So it's like so if I, we break up and then it's like, you know, Joe, I know you said you need these things and I know I didn't do them for whatever amount of time. Mm-hmm. I can do them now. Even if Joe loves me, Joe may be like, but you never showed me that you could do that. Mm-hmm. So as much as I want to come back, how can you prove to me that you can? But I think that's the, I guess you have to take into consideration the the honesty of the person. It's true. Because I've never said that, if we're talking about me and you, mm-hmm. I've never said that I can do these things 100%. Yeah. It's the fact that I've already tried to correct these things. Yeah. I was already in the process of correcting these things. If, if you feel like t- uh, time expired yeah. on that, then that's that's one situation. True, but you can't say that I wasn't already trying to correct these things. Just by the way, your hair is fire right now. It's really I good. Just want to let you know that. So awesome. so I, good. I would like go to ahead re- and tell her what it. Oh, go ahead, Joe. No, I was just gonna say I would like to revisit the conversation you said at the very end of the last episode of like Joe. Would you ever be with a black woman? Mm-hmm. And so for me, and he what, answered that like in uh, record real, real quick. Shit, he's like me. I would be with a white woman too. <laughs> y'all gonna y'all gonna get a text from Amanda like the hell you do? No. <laughs> I'm the same way, bro. I like but, white women. But too. no, but but for me, what I like about black people and black women specifically is that I feel at home instantly. You sound like mm. Justin. You really? sound like Justin Martin. Justin, yes. for real. I just yeah. feel comforted. I feel taken care of, and I feel like I can just be myself. So I, I wonder if that's why this white is, men are attracted ooh, to me. This is why. <laughs> this is why I hate white know. people, right? This is why I hate white people. <laughs> this is why a white guy hates white people. Listen, because <laughs> there is too much passive aggressiveness in day to day interactions. Question. No question. There, and I'm just like, I, I just don't be real with what it. What do you? What the fuck are you saying to me? Are yeah. we good? Are we not good? <laughs> I told my boss. I told that's my boss. Real right I told there. my boss, and I was like, I need instant feedback. Yeah. You either like this is good, this is not good. This is how you can fix it. I was like, I don't need this bullshit of like, at the end of the quarter, you tell me you fucked up for a whole quarter. Be like, no, no, no. Nah. Tell me instantly. instantly. So I can fix it. <laughs> Bro, that's so it's just, fucking true. And there's too much passive aggressive among white people. And then then they're like, well, you didn't do anything. I'm like, when was I supposed to when do anything? Su- like a month ago. And I'm like, what the fuck? Just tell me. Communication. Yeah. I, br- I do that oh. shit with my job too. Because I'm oh. the only black dude that's a project manager in the circle of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell me shit like he says at the end of quarters. And I'm like. Motherfucker, you couldn't tell me that the first week, right, so, so I, I could have rectified this right, shit. Exactly. Like, why wait until now? But a well, lot of other weeks and, went by, and then not to be funny, being a black man, a lot of white people are scared of black people, and I'm like, you can have a conversation with me just like you have it with your white person. Yeah. I'm not gonna beat you up. Right. Stop, if that's what you think, stop fucking watching TV. Right. Yes. Because exactly. that's acting. Yes. I'm not gonna beat your ass. Most black people ain't trying to lose no fucking job because they know how hard it is to get a job. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. And the, and the other problem is, it's kind of something <laughs> that we circled back from the previous episode. It's just um, in in business and in work. Yeah, my personal opinion. There's really no room for emotions. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no room for emotions because once you once you enter emotions into this thing, then things get off the rails. You know what I'm saying? Things get off the rails. People start to have. Um, conflicts that they don't really need to have. Yeah. People start to withhold information that they don't need to withhold because we're so worried about True. how this person is going to 
react emotionally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. let's talk about the shit. Remove emotion. Let's talk about business. Remove emotion. Let's talk about work. This is what you're getting paid to do. I need you to do this thing. Don't feel bad about how I'm talking to you. Yep. Just focus on the fact that I need you to do your job. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Mike Zavala is, but I'm about to wrap this shit up here. <laughs> I'm going to wait for him to come back. I got to piss. I don't know the seal. <laughs> The seal's been broke. The seal's been broke. (laughs) Nigga bladder heavy than a motherfucker. (laughs) I went and pissed in the bathroom. I was like, woo. And then the the stall, the urinal on the wall, Mm -hmm. they so fucking high. It was almost, (laughs) I had to hold my balls and pee because I was like, I don't want my balls touching this urinal. Literally, that bitch was high, bro. I was like, why is this damn urinal like four feet high? Like, why is the motherfucker like two feet so I can piss down into this motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) Joe has been an amazing guest. We didn't talk about Joe. What do you think about Joe? He's going to the bathroom right now. So I like Joe. Him. I mean, I've liked Joe from the first moment when I got his email notification. And he kind of got on my nerves when he me up quick. Like, he signed like, up this for nigga? every single <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, and every episode that he listened to, he provided some kind of feedback. And that's what you need, whether it's negative or positive. What did he Even, listen to it on? Just... What, 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 I think uh, it was blog I don't know, talk. I don't know what platform. It was between I'm trying to figure out how I can do a rating like and, and, and type something. You in. can yeah. do a you rating. You can do it. It must be no, something. If you're it listening, must, if yeah. you're listening on blog talk or if you're listening, I don't know. You have Android? I do. Okay. It'll be through Stitcher. Then. What? Yeah, Stitcher. Stitcher. Do you have Stitcher? I, you know, I listen to it through Stitcher. You can leave a review on Stitcher. On Stitcher. Okay. Right. I will, so we were I will at, walk he was you asking, through it. When yeah. we're and he was asking, so Joe, how do you listen to the podcast? Do you listen to Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, or Apple? I use Podcast Addict. It is a Android app <coughs> that pulls from well, iTunes. He, that's yeah, something totally different. That's the shit that's that I But I left, I left a review Addict. on, I think I left a review on Stitcher. I left a review okay. somewhere. Okay, because I, I know like, Stitcher, you can leave a review. So yeah. if you have Stitcher, you can definitely leave But you said you listen to podcast. What? Addict. Podcast. So it's, uh, if you're an wild. Android listener out there, it is. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull it up. Why folks for you? I'm yeah, sorry. and right. they are the one. And, but not be funny. He told me about that. Too. But it's good that he's doing it because so many people always be like, "I have an Android. Mm-hmm. I don't have that podcast app. How can I listen? Podcast yeah, see, I, addict. I can listen. I can. It's that I orange can one right there. Oh, okay. Wait, right. addict. It's like, right next to Spotify. Like a- oh yeah. So podcast addict. A D D I C T. I will tell people. I told Frank this that if you're searching for a podcast. Click, it doesn't come default. Click pull from iTunes, and then it'll pull anything you search from iTunes first. Mm-hmm. And then it'll search from any RSS feed. <coughs> so, so, Podcast Tag is how I listen to you. So, Joe, you had a few questions for me. I don't know if you remember them. We all inebriated. <laughs> Before Michael comes back in here, I, what, what, ask me anything. I, anybody in here, ask me anything. So, this is so what I like to say, I like to preface a lot of stuff by saying I don't like to blow smoke up people's ass yeah. because I feel like enough people do that in this life, even in bullshit now, moments. Now that I am 30, I feel like I've cut a lot of friends out and I'm only focused on people that can fill me up and I can fill them up. It's yeah. a quid pro quo relationship. Yeah. But I feel like you are a very successful individual from a podcast perspective, from an entrepreneurial perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to know how did you know when to cut the fat and then move up. I love my co-hosts and we're really good, but there are yeah. times when we're like, we're wondering like, how do we move up? And I feel like we've yeah. done a lot. Yeah. We've gotten a lot and we're always looking for the next thing. So like you had mentioned, I haven't listened too far back. <coughs> I started with the sex therapist, the white woman, oh, the yeah. sex therapist episode, and then moved all the way forward. She has great legs. <laughs> <laughs> and a big deal though. Um, I started from there and I moved all the way forward. In a waste spot on the couch. I heard, I remember. I remember. No, I was, I listened to all of that. I'm sorry. I no, held, no, it's okay. I, I held my tongue he when brought we were up. together. <laughs> you brought it up on another podcast. No, but so I, I started from there and you were talking about being like a fishbowl and then previous to that UTA. So like you had said you started with a big crowd around yeah. you. So how did you kind of wade through the waters of like, how do I be successful? 
I mean, when it first started, I was at UTA Radio. Um, when I was doing UTA Radio, I was actually doing Music in Motion. Okay. So I used to do Music in Motion Saturdays. I would show up to the studio from what? Like, RT was 12 to 4? Yeah. So yeah, it was 12 to 4. It was 4 I hours. I thought it was 12 to 2. No. I, was it? Yeah, it's 12 to 2. <laughs> but they used to do us on half slots, like studio slots. So I started out that way. I would just bring in random guests, students, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It started becoming fun. I met this guy, Christian. Um, and when I met Christian, I met him at a cigar bar. I told him about what I was doing, and he liked it. He had never heard the podcast before or the radio show because it was a radio show first on under iHeart. So when he first started listening to it, he was like, I like this. Mm-hmm. And he texted me when I was doing the show, and he was like, I'm going to come up there. So he came up there. He exposed one of his homeboys to it that was going to TCU at the time, Gary. They both came on. The first two episodes we did together, I liked I was really interviewing them. Right. But excuse me, throughout the interview, I was like, damn, we have a little chemistry. After the podcast, after two or three podcasts, I was like, hey, we should do this together. We started doing it together. The reason I left UTA is because Artesia found Fishbowl Radio. Okay. And I was like, hey, let's leave Fishbowl. No, I didn't just found, I didn't find Fishbowl Radio. We had to you, find it because yeah, I won't say that, his name, mm-hmm. but the director of the Department of Communication didn't like the fact that uh, Christian was from the... Um, Air Force Academy. He went to college there. Gary went to TCU, so they were not a part of University of Texas. Okay, so he was like, "Hey, we can't have them on the radio show because they're not affiliates of you, you know, the University of Texas." So with me doing that, I had to leave. I wanted them there because the content was so dope. Because I'm kind of like rough around the edges. I'm not really a. I don't have a specialty in anything. You know, I don't really have a field. I just talk and yeah. if I feel passionate about something I speak on it but Christian was more of a financial person he was more of a political person so he had that perspective Gary was more of a theology like yourself right. um, and religious so they had that perspective and I was just like a talk shit I was a guy who grew up in a country town who sold drugs who got into fights all the time so I was kind of, I felt like I was the common man Sure. I felt like yeah, I was yeah, yeah. two Republicans and a Democrat yeah. who had lit- or a liberal who had literally been through things that People talk about we should or shouldn't do, but right. I lived it so I could give that perspective. Yep. We worked together. Artesia found Fishbowl because we couldn't have them on, you know, iHeart. Went to Fishbowl. Fishbowl was amazing. We grew from three people to about 15. Yeah, 15,000. 15 people. We had co hosts. No, 15,000. Oh, 15,000. Yeah. But <laughs> I it, it, you know, like 15 people. Like but it also grew to fit by, roughly about 15 people helping because at that time we had oh, Jessica, yeah, you know, who's working on the website. We had you, we had Coop. We had Brian. We had Gabrielle. Everybody wanted to be involved, but the, it was the fun thing to do. It wasn't like the actual work that they wanted Content to do. Content is king. People like to leech on to your success. Mm-hmm. I've exactly. noticed that. Exactly. So it was like a lot of these people were cool. I'm still cool with a lot of people to the day. But like she said, it was more about them having fun in the studio environment mm-hmm. as opposed to like actually putting in the work. So it got to a point to where I was like, I was creating the content. I was creating the segues. Mm-hmm. I was the personality. I came up with everything. I found the videographer. I found, and I was like, I can't do this all by myself. Yep. And then when we went into it, we had to pay for studio time, but nobody really paid. Ninety-five percent of the time, I was paying. But and if initially, I didn't have it, she when covered. it was brought to them, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can that's do cool. this. We can do this. But nobody then, ever paid one yeah, thing. It was so just then, me and you. And then we started doing events, and it was like live shows. Nobody was paying. Nobody was. You know, giving us content, but they were showing up to these we events, the getting the <laughs> acknowledgement and the notoriety of being a part of a podcast. So it was kind of it got to a point to where it was like, okay, this money is hurting me right. to take care yeah, of all this absolutely. by myself. 
So it's like at that point I was like, okay, I gotta cut it. Good people, good guys, but you know, things was whatever. So, but before we get out of here, man, we glad to be able to get out of here. Artesia, noartesia.com. Frank Minicon, Black Ghost, BLK underscore GHSS, GHST 75. No vowels, mama. Yeah. Joe Shaw <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Detox Podcast, DTALKS Podcast on all social media and yep. dot com. And then me, Joe Shaw 05 on Instagram and Detox Joe at Twitter. And you can find us at therealityis.com. Um, if you want to be on the show, email us at info at therealityis.com. Anthony Roberts on Facebook, Sir Robert Poe on my personal Twitter. The reality is THA, the reality is on anywhere that you want to search to find it. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know, man. We'll do it. Leave us a rating or review. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. Always remember the inhale curse, excel text. I cannot wait to edit episode 170. 171. This is some real shit. I got to give you a dad joke to close it out. One dad joke. <laughs> One dad joke. Why did the Dairy Queen get pregnant? Because the berry, the Burger King forgot to wrap his Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> that is go, a good go. one. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Wrap that Whopper. Yeah, I have a good one. Mike Zavala, where you at, brother? <laughs> he's right. Let's he's get, listening let's go in. Get Mike. Let's go get Mike. Yeah. How are you listening in? No, he's, he was just he just texted me. There's another show behind us. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Nigga, nigga. I am a brown guy. Don't call me nigga, please. Nigga, please. You see that white boy? That's a nigga B. Nigga in the colors of my state. You digging me? Maybe not. I get it, dude, but on them white boys blowing weed, they some niggas too. The difference is they got white privileges. Cops will kill me, but I doubt that they kill them too. This ain't a stab or a jab, but I'm feeling kinda mad. They ain't treated like a villain too. His weed is good as mine, his gun bigger than mine, and he motherfucker chillin' too. Now if my color make you hate me, then I hope you go blind and can't see what your children do. Now that sound kinda harsh, but you would feel like I feel if you had black children too. Racism make you sad, and I should have you mad sitting there with the sick face. Like dick face, you a dickhead, and what you gonna do with all the people from a mixed race? America is a sick place. But we painted to be good. This is big city talk that is spreading worldwide. Coming from a humble nigga. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.